This week, you can take the path less traveled for 2024. Here's what matters. Live from New York City, I'm Lauren Goodwin, and this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we bring you the best insights from across the New York Life Investments platform because we believe that by sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everyone. It's the week of December 4th, 2023, and last week we shared the groundwork for our 2024 views. Today, I'm back with Julia Herman and Michael Legalbo to give our views for 2024 in the form of a game that allows each of us to choose our own adventure. There is a reason that we're offering investors this adventure rather than just telling you what we think, though that will be clear as we go. We realized that a year ago, the majority of Wall Street economists told you to expect a recession. It's a year later, and where is that recession? So for investors with a view that differs from our own, or just those who want to explore what we cause different economic scenarios, we're giving you that optionality to explore the drivers that resonate with you. And here's the best part. For every scenario, we land on allocation ideas, concrete, actionable ways that you can put your view into practice in a portfolio. And for those who want to follow along, our game board, if you will, is available on our website, newyorklifeinvestments.com insights or on any of our LinkedIn profiles. We're each going to be different players in the game today, choosing a different economic path. I'll referee, but I'll also be playing along. You guys ready? I was born ready. Welcome to the Choose Your Own Adventure 2024 edition. The only rule is that you must pick a path and stay on it. Your path in the game is going to be dependent on one key question. Do you think inflation will come down to target and sustainably remain there in 2024? Yes or no? The next layer of the game is why does inflation come down or not so much come down? And just like the market, we've put some bumps on the road. The simplest path through the maze reflects our base case for 2024. Yes, inflation will come down, but we think it will do so because the labor market cracks, causing consumer demand and economic activity to slow. This lands you in the first of our scenarios, recession. And be careful because there's a 60% likelihood in our view that you would land there in the end, even if you pick a different path. With that, our first player will be Macro Mike. Mike, will inflation come down? Yes or no? Hmm. Okay, so much pressure here. I'm going to take a risk and say no. Inflation does not sustainably decline in 2024. Okay, Mike says no, but that means you've reached your second test. Why wouldn't inflation come down? You have four choices. After passing three CFA exams, I think I got to flex my multiple choice skills again. Okay, I'll give you the options then. Option A, inflation does not come down because economic activity re-accelerates. I don't really see that happening unless there's a big fiscal impulse. I don't necessarily expect that even in an election year, unless a geopolitical conflict escalates into military spending. So I won't go with option A. Okay, then option B is inflation does not come down because the Fed cuts rates too soon. Mm, That one's interesting. Option C, inflation does not come down because of an external shock, such as to oil supply that pushes prices higher. Potentially, but more so maybe a black swan. And then option D, inflation does not come down because companies continue to hoard labor, 
even as growth slows, and that keeps wages and demand sticky. I think I'm going to go with option D. Corporate labor hoarding has been pretty sticky, and the labor market is stronger than I would think it should be at this point. So I'll say that continues, and this keeps up wage growth, supporting households, but stops inflation from returning and remaining at target. Oh, no. By picking option D, you have landed in stagflation. No, not stagflation. But wait, stagflation can't last forever. If inflation is sticky, the Fed will need to keep hiking rates or stay on pause in restrictive territory to get inflation back down to target. That's right. So this is not actually the end of your journey. After hitting a bump of stagflation, you would have to proceed to recession. Wow, I can't catch a break this game. At least a recession, there's nowhere to go but up. I think now we need to turn to our next player in the queue, which is Julia. I'm sweating. I'm stressing. All right, let's go. Okay. Will inflation come down in 2024? Yes or no? I'm going to run with the bulls. I say yes, it will come down. All right. If that's the case, then you have to go to your second test. Why would inflation come down? You have three choices. Just three? Mike had four. You still must choose very carefully. I'll run them through for you. Option A, inflation comes down because the labor market cracks and consumer demand slows. Aha, okay. That is a trick question. I know that that option lands me in recession camp. I'm trying to be bullish here. Pass. Okay. Another option, option B, inflation comes down because all we needed was time for interest rates to gradually work through the economy and bring inflation sustainably down. Hmm. I don't love that one because what? Inflation just evaporates while the rest of the economy holds up? Sounds very difficult to achieve, that soft landing. I'm a bull, but I'm also a realist. Okay, then you have no option but to go with option C. Inflation comes down because of a financial or real estate event or crisis. Crisis? What sort of board game are you running here, Lauren? Hey, look, the only rule of the game is that you have to select a path and remain on it. So you got to choose one of these three. All right. Well, if I can't make it bullish, I'm going to make it interesting. I pick crisis. Wait, don't tell me I ended up in recession anyway. Oh, contraire. Congratulations, Julia. You actually landed up in Goldilocks. What? A scenario where inflation is under control, but growth is still strong? I avoided recession? Well, you were in recession during that crisis, but only briefly. Oh, okay. So we had the crisis, like you said, maybe financial, maybe real estate based, and that caused a recession, probably a deep one, which then must have prompted a massive wave of policy support. And there's nothing the economy or especially the market have loved in the past few years than policy support. Exactly. Well done. You did not fight the Fed in this scenario. I feel very self-congratulatory. What were the odds that I took this unlikely path? In our framework, you had just a 5% chance of landing that soft landing or perfect sustained Goldilocks scenario in this cycle. So excellent work. It's a small percentage. As a reward, I hereby hand off my duties as game host to you so that I can take a turn through 2024. With great power comes great responsibility. Gotta turn my formal voice on. Okay. Lauren Goodwin, you must make a choice. Will inflation come down in 2024? I have to say, I don't love being on this side of the game, but Mike had four choices by saying no, so I'm going to take the path less traveled. I say no, inflation won't come down. You've arrived at your second test, the why. I'll review your choices. Inflation does not come down because, 
Option A, the economy reaccelerates. Option B, the Fed cuts rates too soon. Option C, an external supply shock likely to oil. Option D, taken already by Macro Mike, companies hoard labor. Well, I agree with Macro Mike's first choice that the idea of an economy randomly reaccelerating or an oil shock feel a bit less likely or at least not particularly discernible by us in advance. So I'm going to choose option B. The Fed makes a policy mistake and cuts rates too soon. Oh, LG, you made the right choice for winter. Your economy is overheating. No, but I have to say GDP or gross domestic product grew about 5% last quarter. And so it sort of already feels like we're there in this overheating, stagflationy environment. You may be right, but like Michael, your journey is not over yet. Oh, no. Okay, so let me think through this. If the Fed cut rates too soon before inflation is truly squashed, that sounds like what happened under Fed chair Burns in the 70s. And so that means the economy reheats, inflation comes back, and that requires the Fed to then start hiking rates again. And more Fed hikes likely means... You've landed in recession. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be too hard on yourself, LG. We do assign a 60% likelihood of recession for the year. That's right. So I'll officially draw our game to a close. Julia is sitting pretty with her best friend Goldilocks and Macro Mike and I are stuck in recession, but we're not out of options. Well, even though our reactions have been very dramatic, none of us know what next year will bring. And What we do know is how investors can approach investing in any of these scenarios. So that brings us to our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. We'll share those ideas across equity, fixed income, and alternatives for each of the scenarios we landed in. I can go first as the sole resident of Goldilocks land. In the elusive scenario that economic growth is strong and inflation is not, this can be the space to add risk, though of course with some discernment. In this scenario, we like value equities, small cap equities, and cyclical sectors. In fixed income, interest rates may still be a bit elevated, so we would be cautious on adding duration here. But investors could consider increasing their credit allocation, for example, to floating rate loans and high-yield corporate bonds. Goldilocks is often, but not always, a global phenomenon, so looking to emerging market debt could also be an additional diversifier here. Then there's the alternative space, which can offer investors unique ways to add and diversify risk in such a favorable scenario as Goldilocks, like in real estate equity or private credit. I'll cover our allocation ideas for the stagflation scenario next. This is a difficult economic scenario where companies and households are likely to be seeking financing and sources of growth are scarce. In equities, our answer to this is a balanced allocation across growth and value styles focused on companies with pricing power. The same balance would also apply to fixed income, where stability in rates would support a barbell credit allocation to investment grade and high-yield corporate credit. An alternatives allocation and stagflation could perhaps lean into the inflation part of stagflation with precious metals. Real estate debt could also potentially offer some shelter. And if the economy overheats, I've got your allocation options. The economy is running too hot. Investors can lean into the problem, inflation. Equities focused on traditional and alternative energy would be one of our picks. In the bond market, we would expect to see yields temporarily spike in reaction to inflation and that they'd likely normalize. 
This could point to staying neutral in duration or interest rate sensitivity in the bond part of your portfolio, perhaps even seeking some resilience in treasury inflation protected securities or TIPS. Alternative allocations would continue with this theme, which could include commodities, precious metals, or real estate equity. But Lauren and I both ended up in heating and stagflation, but ended up in recession. How should investors consider allocating for the bear case scenario? We actually wrote this playbook in our mid-year outlook. When recession hits, focusing on areas of quality and potential defensiveness make the most sense to us. In equities, we look to profitable growth regardless of market cap. Traditional defensive sectors, including real estate and healthcare, as well as infrastructure equity, and the larger cap companies are generally more able to withstand macro pressures. In bonds, we add duration on the way down as rates move lower. We would also prefer investment grade to high-yield corporate credit in this scenario. Then, leaning into active management on the alternative side, such as with hedge funds, can also fit with a recession allocation. Let me give two caveats to these sets of ideas. The first is that we base these allocation ideas off of what has performed well historically in different scenarios like these. But we know that every economic cycle is a little bit different, and we'll keep you posted on how these allocations might look different if the economy does. The second caveat is that there may be investment ideas that are relevant for those that don't want to play the game at all. Those that are looking at the environment saying, you know what, I just want to focus on my long-term goals regardless of what's happening. We call those scenario neutral allocation ideas. And we offer three. First, infrastructure bonds, which we believe allow investors to potentially access long-term trends like digital and artificial intelligence expansion, energy independence, and climate adaptation. The second idea we have is looking at quality across asset classes. And this can look different this cycle. Investors can find profitability and cyclical resilience in almost any asset class in bonds and equities as long as they're looking carefully. And then our third scenario neutral approach involves how to approach all of this. Active management can be an approach here, namely with its careful credit analysis and security selection. Coming up next, the Fed has one more inflation and employment report before its next meeting, so we're going to keep you posted on how those are shaping up. But that's it for today. We'll be back next week for more Market Matters. In the meantime, as an end of your gift to us, please remember to give a like, follow, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views, including seeing this game board, at NewYorkLifeInvestments.com and click the Insights tab. Until then, I'm Lauren Goodwin, here with Julia Herman and Michael Legalbo. We'll see you next time. Our podcast is produced by Will Tyus, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I will now read our disclosures from compliance. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as at a specific date, is subject to change, and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. 
New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with the New York Life Insurance Company. Securities are distributed by Nylife Distributors, LLC, 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302, a wholly owned subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.